Blog Talk Radio. Shaolin, the classified elements, we here now. So all you fruit loop, color candy, white, peanut butter and jelly, cool ass niggas, you best to duck and rough a cover. Yeah, 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 yo, into the temple gates, cross the fiery lakes, but witness to torture souls, and plant upon burning stakes, that's in the terabums, raising hell to reach heaven gates, fire bombing cathedrals when I switch my car to stay, regard the animal, from animal back to Guards are throwing these screws like WG for Rod to raise a nation that's indispensable, indivisible, based on principle related to digital outputs to outlooks, temperatures rising as the sun of righteousness gives spiritual guidance in the lion's den. The phoenix of rising, spitting bars for Mars through the belt of Orion with the eyes to Hootie. These faggot devils can't fool me. The phallus gave porn and digesting the pig's booty. The sin is the wickedness lost in the wilderness. We're never at here. To this, go ahead and slit your wrist. The black card exists. What devils try to exit? We've been in planning crisis until destroyed by ISIS. In the pit of demons, I'm ancient Kim and dreaming. Converting satanic cords with the beta semen. Sword swinging, decapitator, purple addicted. Crystal warm mystic, keep a glow with drinks when I'm lifted. I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states. Only trust but just with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists, watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states. Only trust but just with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists, watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. In a devil's head, severed on a dinner plate. Before the throne of God, all devils will meet the fate. Below the mason dicks, arises the future gray. Imperial, ferial. Sound the trumpets through the stereo Murders with mics, that's why I scratch off the cereal Reverse creation, send you back to some minerals South Shaolin, double MC is the abbot More risk be the nation, black men's land We gotta have it, restore the throne I'd rather kick the savage When disaster strikes, actual facts you can't manage A fool's on deck, sink ships like Titanic Spread a fear across the land, causing a justified panic Amongst the brain dead zombies, grab the spits of bandits While these wicked overseas collect residuals in their hammock, corporate folks forever remain rancid, poisoning to the mind, afflicted subconscious damage. I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists, watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists, watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. Return of the ancient one, the Moorish Naga, the Dragon Rider, or breathing fire, generator, operator, destroyer, a self lord and master, instructor, a Kama Sutra, practicing Tantra, a Kriya Yoga, a Kutalini, the Resurrector, Shishuna, the Eater, Bengala, awaken the seven chakra to come to Avatar, Muhammad the Conqueror, putting swords to your juggler, senior to the ether, the water, air, fire bender, the earth ruler, I shit in the new era. In the saga, eyes filled with terror, every sound of horror, reflection crack mirrors, minds made feeble, dreams crumble, the curse tremble, thieves in the temple, raise the mental, beyond the four devils, you whack motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, all you goddamn cool niggas out there, you know what I'm saying, they was trying to put that fucking rope around them goddamn throats, you know what I'm saying, cause you didn't, you didn't all this goddamn hip hop, that's why hip hop dead motherfuckers.
Yeah, I'll tell you what, Toyish. We can start in a moment. Hey, we can start in a moment. I'm, yeah, I'll tell you what, Toyish. Yeah, um, AC, uh, I'm, I'm doing three broadcasts tonight. We're doing, oh. we're doing our class. We're doing YouTube as well as also we're doing Block Talk Radio. So we're doing all three of them. So, all right, so just bear with us as we get everything together here. All right, all right. How you doing tonight, Brother Fahim? All right, sounds good. Hopefully everybody can see the screen. I'm getting ready to pull the screen up for those that's getting ready to come into the Google Hangout for YouTube. So technically I'm doing four things because <laughs> even the Google um, Hangout is included. So it's Google Hangout, YouTube, Log Talk Radio, and free conference call. <laughs> Just imagine how we can touch the world nowadays. <laughs> all right, all right. So can everybody see the screen? All right. All right, so let's get started. Tonight is going to be talking about essentially indigenous people, the end of slavery, and the Gullah Wars. And what I mean by the Gullah Wars, we're talking about actually the Gullah Geechee people South Carolina, the Seminoles, and the Yamasee, or Yamasee. All of them were the same people, all right? So-called African people is what they refer to them as, but really they are the indigenous people of the Americas. But they do have, as we all do, recent 400% or 400-year blood from Africa within us. Most of us do anyway. All right? So in that sense, we have African descent. However, the majority, the vast majority of our bloodline did not come from Africa 400 years ago, but much further back. You're talking about hundreds and thousands, even millions of years ago as we have proof, as we've always talked about in this class, of Africans, so-called Africans, the indigenous people of the Americas, the indigenous aborigines, being in North America over 600 million years ago, according to two books, The Hidden History of the Human Race and Forbidden Archaeology, both by Michael Creedmoor and Richard L. Thompson. So we begin with that to get into this United States Constitution, Article 1, Section 2, all right, legislative branch, the House, representatives and direct taxes shall be appropriated, um, apportionate among the several states which may be included within this union. According to this respective numbers, which shall be determined by adding to the whole number of free persons, including 
those bound to service for a term of years, in other words, indentured servants, and excluding, the key word is excluding, Indians, not taxed, and three-fifths persons, i.e., the Moors, who they reclassified as three-fifths persons, has given us the artificial labels such as Negro, Black, and Colored. Made us NBCs. The previous sentence in parentheses was modified because they added the 14th Amendment, Section 2. But we know that the 14th Amendment was never fully ratified. Therefore, everything goes back to this. All right? Originally, in the organic constitution, that three-fifth persons do not have to be have to pay taxes. According to Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution for the United States of America, it states that we, Indians and those of African descent, Negroes, etc., are classified as three-fifths of a human being, thus subhuman. This is the Masonic Code. One sight and hearing, which is listening, makes you deaf, dumb, and blind. Deaf and dumb means that you are mute. So you are mute and blind. All right? Hence, these are the two senses taken from you. So you must be returned to five-fifths or one whole being again in full life. The three-fifths clause of the United States Constitution declares the slave names, black, negro, and colored people are identifications and marks of the United States property. The 13th Amendment abolishes these slave labels. At least it's supposed to, right? And they're slave masters. Making the 14th and the 15th Amendment an ex post facto laws to the 13th Amendment. All the 14th Amendment citizens, including unproclaimed and unrecognized Moors of a Mexum, Moorish Americans, American sovereigns, or property of the corporate United States of America or the United States Corporation. This Masonic code goes back to the three monkeys. See no evil, speak no evil, and hear no evil. And oftentimes a monkey is seen with a fez or tall bush on his head, clapping cymbals. You might have seen that before. It is all a form of shrine of Masonic mockery at the third degree, 32nd and 33rd degree. In said Freemasonry, a person is able to join the shrine-dom. Well fez. Say assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, etc. No, there is actually only two senses. Oftentimes, if a person is deaf, then they are mute, meaning that they cannot speak or speak or cannot speak very well and have to learn sign language to express oneself. No, gohing is also the word used in masonry, referring to the uninitiated. Gohing, goy, as cattle within Yiddish, the Jewish, all right? Go to Malcolm X speak on civil rights versus human rights. Let's get it right. Human rights came before civil rights. 
You can never get civil rights until you have human rights. Human rights represents the right to be a human being. Whenever you are respected and recognized as a human being, you your civil rights are automatic. No, you have to get recognition of human rights first. The Constitution classified our people as three-fifths of a man, which meant subhuman, not a complete human being. And our and once our human characteristics was completely destroyed, this gave them justification for treating us like we were animals, goyim. Then it also justified them selling us. All right? If the black man's human rights has been respected, he never would have been a slave here in America. And if he and if his human rights had been restored by the Emancipation Proclamation, automatically we would have been citizens after the Civil War. So we must be recognized as human. Our human rights must be respected before we can ever be recognized as citizens of our civil rights be respected. Now think about that. Think about that. Now this speech was in the 1960s. Why? A hundred years before that, in 1868, the 14th Amendment was supposedly passed in which that gave you the ability to become a citizen of the United States. Why in the hell a hundred years later Malcolm X is talking about you still not a citizen? What did he know? He said we would have been citizens after the Civil War. But we weren't. Something's going on. Where do we go from here? Chaos or community? By Dr. Martin Luther the King. Michael King. We are approaching an area where the voice of the Constitution is not clear. We have left the realm of constitutional rights, and we're entering the realm or the area of human rights. Or so even Martin Luther the King told you that we left the realm of constitutional rights. Hell, they gave the constitutional rights. They're giving the constitutional rights to the to the L B G P T etc. community. That's who got the civil rights now. All right? That's who got the civil rights now. You on the other hand need to have been entering the area of human rights. That's where you're supposed to have been going. That's where you're supposed to have been going. Black's Law Dictionary, deluxe fourth edition, tells you that goheem or cattle, an article of personal property, any species of property not amounting to freehold, freehold or fee in land. The term chattel, chattels, is a more comprehensive one than goodies as it includes animated as well as inanimated property. Black's Law Dictionary, first edition. Well, hold up. It includes animated as well as inanimated property. You are the animated property. Hence the reason why nearly 300,000 people go missing. So-called blacks go missing every year. That's no coincidence. You have individuals who have Kuru disease from eating flesh and drinking blood. they vampires. And they sit at the helm of the political movement. These are the ones that are doing satanic sacrifices. That's raping and molesting children. Pedophilia. This is what is going on. 
And this is because we are deemed chattel property. Chattel property. When we're talking about chattel paper, we're talking about the birth certificate. The article in which that everything is predicated upon as you are claimed to be a citizen of the United States. But it's the corporation. It's not the organic United States of America. Even though you are the only American. Based on definition of America and American, which we'll get to that in a few. But look at chattel papers. Chattel papers means a record or records that evidence both a monetary obligation and a security interest in Pacific goods. A security interest in Pacific goods. All right? That's all I'll read because the birth certificate and social security cards are forms of chattel property or papers. Chattel papers. Before slavery, some of our ancestors was branded. Now we are tracked and tagged. Most carry these documents with us all times with no superior claim and lean on them. That's the issue. Somebody else has a superior claim of lien. As a matter of fact, someone else is acting as trustee over your estate. And you don't have a clue because you abandon your estate. This is why the banks and other companies do a 1099A on you. Because the A is an abandonment form. You abandon your estate. The birth certificate and the social security card are probably the best gifts However, once you understand how you can do the superior claim, claim of lien on them, because there's a trust attached, a trust account is attached to them, right? Chattel papers are also referred to as warehouse receipts, a receipt issued by a person, Bailey, engaged in business of storing goods for hire. Oh, shit, this take you back to what we just talked about how they're using these 300,000 children as sacrifices, satanic sacrifices, eating, drinking blood, eating the flesh, discarding the bodies. Finkelstein said on a radio show that they give the meat to the, uh, that the Jewish people, um, once they finish their, their, their ceremonies of drinking the blood, uh, they give the meat or give the flesh to McDonald's and they grind up the, the meat into um, um, in order to make the burgers and people are eating it, they're young. This is what Finkelstein um, made a statement on. They also have the slave, uh, um, slave trade as well as also sex slaves. All of this is still going on to this day. So we think that we're free, but in many ways we're not because there are still satanic people upon this planet that is doing all types of psychopathic and sociopathic things. So we still have something in order to work on. So a warehouse receipt constitute a document of title under the Uniform Commercial Code. So if the birth certificate and the Social Security card or chattel paper and the birth certificate is a warehouse receipt, it states right here that is a document under the title, under the 
UCC. So when you have Negroes talking about you shouldn't use the UCC, that's what they get effed up at. But they can't read or don't comprehend, obviously, because it states right here a document of title under the UCC, Uniform Commercial Code, which evidence that the person in possession of the document is entitled to receive, hold, and dispose of the document and its goods. Hold up. Didn't we just finish reading that goods, that chattel, is also goods? As a matter of fact, the term chattel is a more comprehensive one than goods as it includes animated as well as inanimated property. So the goods could also be you. It covers UCC section 1-201-15. A warehouse receipt may be a negotiable instrument. So the birth certificate is a negotiable instrument, depending on the terms. Bearing the third edition, law edition, a warehouse receipt or other documents of title is negotiable. If by terms, the goods are to be delivered to bearer or to the order of a named person or B, were recognized in overseas trade if it runs to a named person or assigns UCC 7-104-1. Look this up. So, it says that chattel is more comprehensive one than goods. So it's time to comprehend. Let's look at goods. Goods mean all things that are movable. When security interest attaches, the term includes the young born, the young, the young, unborn young of animals. Hence the reason why they had to turn you into Negro, Black, and Colored. Chattel property, NBCs. Animals. Didn't Malcolm X just tell you that three-fifths of a human being means that we're subhuman? He says, right here, you have to get the recognition of human rights first. The Constitution classified our people as three-fifths of a man, which meant subhuman, not a complete human being. And once our human characteristics was completely destroyed, this gave them justification for treating us like we were animals. So you were so like animals. That's, that's what slavery was about. Nothing has changed. 300,000 people are in slavery. Children are in slavery. Missing people are in slavery or either sex slaves or human sacrifice. But it says right here, good, being that you might not get the comprehension from what I was reading about chattel which is a fancy French word for cattle. Chattel and cattle, same meaning. What is cattle? Cattle is animal. So chattel property means animal property. Goods, the unborn young of animals. So remember, you was unborn when they put that certificate, birth certificate on your ass. You was unborn. Oh, yes, what you going to name them? Come on and give it to us for being going and um, um, make up the paperwork so when the child comes, um, we can give you your copy. This is what the doctors and the nurses tell you. So you got to come up with the name right quick. Oh, it's going to be Anthony Goodman. Oh, Anthony Goodman. He's a good man. 
And on that birth certificate, your mama is the informant. She snitched on your ass. Oh, good man. She snitched on that ass. Oh, good man. Yes, she did. She snitched on you. The term also includes a computer program embedded in goods or any supporting information provided in connection with the transaction related to the program itself. If programs associated with goods in such a manner, then it is customary considered part of the goods by becoming the owner of the goods. So they had to become the owner of the goods of the unborn young of animals. Let's come down. Note, all things which are movable equals newborn children. There it is. This is Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition. Also includes unborn young of animals. At the time, the security interest attaches equals birth. An execution registration of the birth document certificate identification to the contract equals newborn's footprints on that contract. At a 45-degree angle, they put them little tiny precious feet onto the birth certificate, the long form, that is, before they ship it off to the DTC, Depository Trust Company, who put that paper ass onto the stock market to sell you. For you was worth your weight in gold. So the informer's mother's signature equals the contract, equals the birth certificate, means things in action equals human feces or fetus. Because remember, your animals, animal product, hence feces, or in this case, fetus, fetuses. All right, a little bit too close for me. Feces and fetuses, a little bit too close in ethymology. Newborn babies, unborn young of animals, equals human fetuses. According to strong concordance, and check this out, Gohim below, Gohim equal animals. And the Jews love calling the Gentiles animals. Gentiles because you think with your genitals. You get it? Your genitals, your lower self. You think with your genitals, therefore you are Gohim, an animal. Hence, you'll be treated like an animal, three-fifth person. Hence the reason why for the police brutality and the racial profiling. Because you're colored, which I'll get to that in a second. According to the Jewish encyclopedia, in Gentile, above, a Gentile is a beast. See? Bill warehouse receipts, identification of goods, Gentiles, Gohim, all of that means that you're a chattel property. Look at gold. Going, often disparaging. A non-Jewish person, Gentile. I'm glad I'm a more because I'm a Hebrew Israelite. I am a Moorish or a more Jew or a Jew more. Also, Goy, Yiddish, Hebrew, Goy people, non-Jewish, Western, see Goy, Gentile, Goyhing, a foreign nation, hence a Gentile. Also, a troop of animals. So, goyim means a troop of animals. And since you are animal, we can take possession of you because we are the chosen people of God. And you're just an animal. Or a flight of locusts. Gentiles, heathens, nations, people. The new strong, exhaustive concordance of the Bible. 
1995 says literally, Goheen means nation. It is also Jewish slang for cattle, chattel, cattle, chattel, or animals. Per Jewish thinking, there is only two nations in the world, the Jewish nation and the Gentiles, non-Jewish nation, i.e. Goheen, the Gentiles, goods, monster. Oh, shit, this is where the three-fifth person comes in at, too. A human being by birth, but in some parts resembling a lower animal. Why? Because you are a Gentile. You think with your genitals only. You think with your lower animal, your lower self, your lower mind, your lower nature. Hence, you are a monster, three-fifths human. Hence, a subhuman, a heathen, a Gentile, a goy. A monster has no inheritable blood and cannot be heir to any land. Hence, once they made you Negro, Black, and colored, they ripped your ass away from the land. Because you no longer was able to identify to the land. You was a artificial person. Like the Tin Man and the Straw Man and the Wizard of Oz. The Straw Man. Dorothy met the Straw Man on the Yellow Brick Road. She, he was the first that she met. Straw man, strongest homo. Oh, snap. Then she met the next was the tin man. Text pay identification. T-I-N. The birth certificate and the social security card. She met them first. And that's how you got met first, too. Your little life, before you was 12, you had both of them joints in your damn pocket or either at your house. With your name on it, and you looked at him like he was a proud citizen of the United States of America. Proud citizen. Yes, you were. Valentine Law Dictionary, 1930. A prodigious birth. A human birth or offspring not having the shape of human of mankind. So you don't have the shape of mankind. Because mankind is a kind of man that's not quite human. Which that's what they transformed you into. With being a three-fifth person, they made you a mankind, a kind of man that's not quite human. Hence the reason why you don't have human rights. <laughs> you get it? So they transform you into what they are, an artificial person. Which cannot be heirs to any land, how be it bought, be bought forth in marriage. No, under human being, Valentines say only see monster. Neither of the above major law dictionaries define human being. Only monster. So they don't even define the term human being. They only use the term monster. Hence, all you Negroes that love to have egos and try to troll. And try to troll now. They love to troll. They love to come on with their stupid-ass comments. But the thing is, is that there's nothing worse than a slave with an ego. And that includes so-called blacks, white, brown, red, and yellow people. All the so-called colored folks. Yeah, that's include you, white man. You colored too, based on the nation of Islam and the, and the nation of God and earth. The Father Matter of fact, you are the colored man. But switch that around in the 1930s and and used W.E.B. Du Bois, who was a, compu- was a confused Negro, a mulatto, and began to call us the colored people. <laughs> oh, such a shame, such a shame. Slave. 
A person who is wholly subject to the will of another, one who has no freedom of action, but whose person and services are wholly under the control of another, one who is under the power of a master and who belongs to him, so the master may sell and dispose of his person. Oh, goes back to the human sacrifices, goes back to the slave trade, goes back to the sex trade, the underground sex trade. All of this is going on because they can dispose of the person, of his industry, and of his labor without being able to do, without you being able to do anything or have anything or acquire anything because all of that shit belongs to the master. Black Law Dictionary, fourth edition. And that's what you have become, what we have become, or slaves. You think that you slave? No, this mental slavery. We told you about the post-slavery um, um, traumatic syndrome that you still have. You still have menticide from slavery. You're still in slavery, as a matter of damn fact. Because, think about it, um, we have individuals such as um, Jay Prince, um, Suge Knight, um, J- uh, Irv Gotti, and others who was attempting to put together a distribution center or distribution manufacturer um, um, factory, and they weren't able to do so. Next thing you know, Jay Prince had tax evasion problems. Um, Suge Knight got in trouble for violating the probations and all this other stuff and went back, had him back to jail, back and forth, and now he's back up in there. Um, Irv Gotti um, had to end up disbanding his company or whatever else he had to do, lost his um, interest. And allegedly who told on him, or told on them, brother, was Jay-Z. Why? Because the master may sell (laughs) and dispose of the slave's person, the slave's industry, and the slave's labor without the slave being able to do anything, have anything, or acquire anything. But what must belong to the slave's master? Now, majority of our so-called black people, black folks, as we love to be called nowadays, are in that damn position. And if you claim that you're not, prove it. Most of you haven't even started the damn first step, and which is to declaim your nationality to say that you're not even three-fifth person. Could you love being three-fifth person? You think that you're a United States citizen. You, you think that the Emancipation Proclamation freed your dumb ass. That's what you think. Black Law Dictionary, fourth edition, defined free as not subject to legal constraints of another. Also, having power to follow dictate of own will, not subject to the dominion of another. Well, we can't say that about the so-called black Negroes and colleagues. They are subject to the dominion of another. 
not compelled to involuntary servitude, enjoying full civic rights. Well, shit, we know that's not true, too. <laughs> but you don't have civil rights or civic rights. We know that because Martin Luther the King was fighting for civil rights, so obviously you didn't have it. Because during that time, it was, it was separation, yet equal. That's what it's supposed to have been. Of course, there was never equality. So you was actually, at that time, a nation within a nation. But you didn't want to provide for yourself in, in, in some cases, even though we have much more than what we definitely had then than what we have now. That's no doubt about that. We had to do business with each other, like the Oriental. We had to do business with each other. All right? Prominent under the word freedom is self-determination. You don't have self-determination. Look at MOVE back in the 1980s. A whole block in Philadelphia got blown the fuck up. They didn't have self-determination as Negro, Black, and colored. Absent of restraints and the power of acting in the character of moral personality, according to the dictates of the will without other checks hindrance, or prohibition that such as may be imposed by just and necessary laws and the duties of social life. So as you see, if it was Jay-Z that told on them for forming a music distribution company, then he himself has a mentality such as most of our people do, the absence of restraint and the power of acting, the character of a moral personality. They no longer have that. They have destroyed the fiber, the moral fiber in this society. This is what they're working on with the legalization of same marriages. Soon pedophilia is coming. This is what the whole Pizzagate thing was about. Get it out to the public so they can already know. The devil is like, what well, we told you. See, that's what Elkanaz does. He whispers into the ears and the hearts of men. Negro. The word Negro, according to Black Law Dictionary, fourth edition deluxe means a black man. One descended from the African race and does not commonly include a mulatto. Felix versus State, 18, Alabama, 720. But the laws of the different states are not uniform in this respect. Some included in the description Negroes as one has one-eighth or more of African blood. Term Negro does not necessarily mean a white person of color, but not every person of color is Negro. So Negro means necessarily person of color, but not every person of color is a Negro. Race versus Galoon. 139 Mississippi 760. Black person. All of these terms are in the Black Law Dictionary. So you have to ask yourself, why is Negro, Black, and Color in the Black Law Dictionary? Black person, according to Constitution and law, must be taken in its generic sense as contradiction from white. A contradistinction from white. But hold up, it's generic. Generic. Wow, generic. This is Rice versus Galoon too. Generic. Keep the word generic in mind. All right? Keep the word.
word generic in mind because generic means that it's not pacific. So that means black person, even though you around here calling yourself black in law, it's not pacific. It's generic. Just like if you went to go get some, um, let's say you had to go get an antibiotic, tetracycline, and you go and they give you some some other type of damn um, um, antibiotic. They give you the generic kind. You end up taking it anyway. But it's generic. You want real polo? <laughs> or you take the fake Oriental kind? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, I got to. I got to. You want the real polo? Or you, or you want the fake? Give me, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Go to the Chinese shop sale. They'll they'll give you the they give you the fake polo. Looks damn near good. It looks almost like it, don't it? Even the shoes. They give you You think you got some Jordans and you might got some Hordens. <laughs> right? Because that's it's generic. So why the hell would you want a generic term? That's something that you are so celebrated in. I don't give a fuck if damn James Brown did dance for the damn name. To me, that means that the nigga was down shuffling and jiving. <laughs> Get on the good foot. <laughs> nigga black and he's proud. Wait, it's a generic term. So in a group... Of all of us, we can probably say, ah, oh, yeah, look at that black guy over there. But everybody is everybody will know within our group that that's the generic term. Okay? Color. So you, we love being, we, 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 we use the term people of color. Matter of fact, you still have a predominant society now that's called the National Association of Negroes. Hold on, hold on. The National Association of Colored People or the National Association Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. Colored people. In college, I was the chairman the first year and the president the second year. Actually, it was my, um, my sophomore year and junior year. I was the president. And we changed the damn name of the NAACP. <laughs> okay? We changed it to the Nubian. <laughs> to the African American Cultural Program. <laughs> we was like, we ain't going with that color people shit. <laughs> all right? So, 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 we use Nubian, all right? Which is you know, you know, it's Dr. York's um, Imam Misa term at the time. So everybody was calling themselves Nubian. My Nubian princess. My Nubian queen. How you doing? <laughs> All right. So here, color, in appearance, semblance, or simulacrum, a distinction from which is real, a prima facie, or apparent right, hence a deceptive appearance. Hence the reason why if color is a deceptive appearance and melanin is what gives you your color, then they're telling you that you have a deceptive appearance. 
And the reason why they follow your ass around the store, black man, reason why they damn look at you for racial profiling in your in your bed, black man, because you have a deceptive appearance. A possible assumed exterior concealing a lack of reality. And what thing I must say about Negro, Blacks, and Colors is that we do lack of reality. We do. I shit, I got to agree with that one. We do lack of reality. Disguise or pretext. I didn't write this. Get with, get with, um, Camel Black. See, he's black. The one who actually did his dictionary. This is why it's called the Black's Law Dictionary. <laughs> he's black. <laughs> okay? Because when you look up black in um in a etymology or etymological uh, uh dictionary, it says black means bleach, pale. So black who wrote this Black's Law Dictionary, he is the real meaning or the real word black because he was pale. But here, so we said all of that. Color is an appearance, semblance, or um, similar crumb, a distinction from which is real, a prima facie, or apparent right, hence a deceptive appearance. And then you come down to the fourth definition. It says the word also means dark color of the skin. You see, showing the presence of Negro blood. So see, they told you that you have a deceptive appearance in the goddamn same definition of color. It says, and hence, is equivalent to African descent or parentage. John versus Board of Education of Wilson County, North Carolina. So that was color. Look at colored. Because now they made you a past tense. So you're not color. You are colored. Past tense. So they made you past tense. An adjective. Past tense. Ain't that some shit? Because <laughs> if something is past tense, that means it's not in the present. It's not in the now. It means you're irrelevant. <laughs> you're in the past. That's what they're telling you. Oh, leave that slavery shit in the past. But the Jews can come and say, or the Jewish people, rather, because they're not the real Jews. The Jewish people come and say, oh, the Holocaust. Six million. But they'll tell your black ass, oh, Negroes, leave that shit in the past. Oh, that slave shit. Oh, aren't you tired of talking about that slavery shit? That happened so many years ago. By common usage in America, this term in such phrases as colored persons, the colored race, the colored men, and the likes is used to designate Negroes or persons of African race, including all persons of mixed blood descent from Negro ancestry. And you come down to the third definition. It says it has also been held that the term is no has no legal has no technical, legal technical signification to the phrase colored person. So there is no legal technical signification. In other words, like I told you, it doesn't matter to the phrase colored persons. 
So this is why when you have the NAACP to go to court on your behalf, the fools have no legal technical signification <laughs> because it's to the phrase colored persons, which the courts are bound judicially to what? To know. In other words, the courts are not bound judicially to know the NAACP, the National Advancement Improvement, uh, the National uh, 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 Association of Advancement for Colored People. They're not, they're not, they're not judicially to know. They, they can't know colored people. Dress Scott case versus Sanford or Dress Scott versus Sanford 60 United States 393-1856. A free Negro of the African race whose ancestor was brought to this country and sold as slaves is not a citizen within the meaning of the Constitution of the United States. When the Constitution was adopted, they were not regarded in any state as members of the community which constitute the states and which were not numbered among his people or citizens. Consequently, the special rights and immunity guaranteed to citizens do not apply to them. Now, that wasn't true, necessarily true, but we keep going. Section four, they have, they had for more than a century before been regarded as beings of the inferior order, uh oh, inferior order, three-fifth persons, altogether unfit to associate with the white race, either in social or political re- uh, relations, and so far inferior Three-fifth human, or three-fifth person, rather, they, that they have no rights which the white man is, was bound to respect. This is what the Dress Scott case details. Now, Judge Tanney was wrong about this fact, though, that he stated that as if there was not Moors that was free, free Moors within various states. There were. It was in at least five states that there were free Moors or free men that we was in. And we were considered state citizens. All right? Which is different than America which is different than the United States citizen, which the fourteenth Amendment have made us or attempt to make us. Because we know that it was never fully ratified. And if it was, then you have to think to yourself now, according to Blackstone Dictionary second edition citizens. It states, all natives are not citizens of the United States. The descendants of the aborigines, oh, snap, that means of the indigenous people that was already here, and those of African origin, those who came 400 years ago and mixed in with those indigenous people that was already here because we was all dark-skinned, and so they began to start classifying us as one people, hence the term now Negro, Black, and Colored, African-Americans, are not entitled to the rights of citizens. So right here, it tells you right here in Blackstone Dictionary, second edition, that citizens, all natives are not citizens of the United States. So who? The descendants of the aborigines, you, and those of African origin, you, are not entitled to the rights of citizens, you. That constitution does not authorize any but white persons, all right, to become citizens of the United States. However, based on the National um, Naturalization Act, it's free white persons that really are the citizens of the United States, all right? Or rather, the American nationals. Another story. We'll get to that in a second. And it must, therefore, be presumed that no one is a citizen who is not white. Therefore, this is a marked difference between citizenship and heritage. For 
That means that the descendants of the Aborigines, they had a heritage. What is the meaning of heritage? Heritage means, check this out now, property that is and can be inherited. All right? Now, remember, when we went to Gohim, Gohim, it says right here, that monster, see, as long as you're three-fifth person, you can't inherit land because you're a monster. A human being by birth, but in some parts resembling a lower animal, a monster, have no inheritable blood and cannot be heir to any land. This is what they did when they made you Negro, Black, and Colored from what we just read, because these are generic adjectives. Adjectives. Not nouns. Property that is and can be inherited. So Aborigines have a heritage. So you have to claim your Aboriginal state. And something handed down from one ancestor of the past or of the past or as a characteristic, a culture, tradition, etc. The rights, burdens, and or status resulting from being born in a certain time or place. Birthright. So your heritage is your birthright. So Aborigines have birthright. United States citizens do not. American Aborigines, Moors, do. In the Bible, the chosen people of God, Israelites. So the real chosen people of God, the Israelites, by birthright and heritage, are the Aborigines, not the fake Jews, the Jewish people, the Christian church. We are the real Kodesh church also, as you see here as being the Lord's over God's heritage. So we're the Lord's over God's heritage. 1 Peter 5, 3. What's the new universal unbridged dictionary? Heritage. In Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition says, in the civil law, hence, remember, you don't have any civil rights, so therefore, uh, ain't no need to you worry about civil laws, Negro, Blacks, and Colors, because you have no heritage. Every species of immovable, which can be the subject of property, such as lands, houses, orchards, woods, marshes, ponds, etc., in whatever mode that they have been acquired, either descent or purchase. Heritage. Heritage. The 13th Amendment allegedly abolished slavery, but that created a new problem. The newly freed slaves were not citizens of any state or country. Because they were just property. And property did not have citizenship. Because property can't own property. To solve the problem, the 14th Amendment allegedly passed. And this amendment created a new class of citizenship. You see how it created a new class of citizenship? You no longer could be as free men or free moors to be state citizens. Now you had to become a federalized employee. This new class was legally called United States citizen with a small c. Not United States of America citizen, but just United States citizen. Because the United States is of America. America is not of the United States. One who is classified as American has a superior position. You are the Americans. Copper colored races found here by the Europeans. That's you. Note that the United States citizen is spelled with a lower cast C, 
KC. This is to show a lower class of citizenship. You see that? This class of citizen, United States citizen, is a privilege granted by the federal government and not a sovereign ineligible, ineligible right. Black Law Dictionary 6th edition, 14th Amendment. It says 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States ratified in 1868. Damn lie. Because if the 14th Amendment was passed and ratified in 1868, then why do we have in the 1900s 2nd edition? And fully ratified. It creates or at least recognizes for the first time a citizenship of the United States as distinct from that of the states. So you see, the United States citizenship is distinct, is different from the state citizenship with a capital C, which would be American citizenship. All right? Or American national. The name in all caps, the only place that we see names on caps is when you go to the graveyard. Or when you get your birth certificate, the name is in all caps, isn't it? When you get your social security card, the name is in all caps, isn't it? When you get your driver's license, the name is in all caps, isn't it? All of these are privileges with the name in all caps because it makes you a United States citizen with a small c, a lower class of citizenship. Hence the reason why they tell you that you have second-class citizenship. And with the Mexicans and with the influx of the Mexicans, soon you would be third-class citizenship. So proper name appearing in all caps letters falls outside of the rules of English grammar, which authorized that the use of capitalized letters only for a very limited number of well-defined usages or uses such as the initial letters of a proper name. So it's outside of the realm of proper grammar, of English grammar. All caps, letter written, you can see legal fiction, proper, fictitious, name, artificial, artificial persons, idem sanan, informer. So when your name is in all caps, you are an informer. Just like your mother was an informant. On the birth certificate, you become the informer for your you are the one with the name in all caps now that she squealed on. So now you become the informer. So when, you know, T.I. and all of them was walking around talking about um, no snitching and all of that shit, you already is a goddamn informer. Your damn name is in all caps on your birth certificate, jackass. If you're going to correct, if you're going to correct one, correct it all, goddammit. Show me his homo. I'm the homos. But in this case, I'm talking about the strongest homos. Latin, a man of straw, one of no substance, put forth as bail or surety. Wow, one of no substance. So your name in all caps has no substance. Last Dictionary 6 edition, straw man. A front. So when we talked about earlier about colored, here it is, an apparent semblance or similar crumb, 
a distinction from which is real, a prima facie, or apparent right, hence a deceptive appearance, a plausible assumed exterior, concealing a lack of reality, a disguise or pretext. Its color is a fright. And what does it say? Straw man, name in all caps, strawman's homo, of no substance, is a fright. A third party who puts up a name only to take part in a transaction. Nominal party to a transaction one who acts as an agent for another for the purpose of taking title to real property and executing whatever documented instruments the principal may direct, direct. Person who purchases property for another to conceal identity of real purchaser or to accomplish some purpose otherwise not allowed. So is a front. The name in all caps is a front. The straw man conceals the identity of the real purchaser. Otherwise, what? To accomplish some purpose otherwise not allowed. Well, see, they can't allow for you to operate in natural person. This is why they give you some time by hassle as you begin to start declaring your natural person status or your natural being status. They don't want you to be natural person. They want you to be artificial persons. That's the dictionary, fourth edition, tell you artificial persons, persons created and devised by human laws. Human laws did this, or rather mankind. Colorable laws is what made you an artificial person. That made your name in all caps. That made you without substance. That made you a front. In New York, we used to say all the time, yo, nigga, stop fronting. They did this. Persons created and devised by human laws for the purposes of society and government as distinguished from natural persons. There it is. Corporations are examples of artificial persons. Corporations are examples of artificial persons. So your name in all caps are corporations. See, they can only do operations with corps. Corporations. You get it? Operations. Corporations. Operations with corporations. Corps. Corporation, corpse. You get it? Corpse. They can only do operation with a corpse, with a dead person. Oh, shit, here it is. Why? Because corporations are dead themselves. They don't shit, eat, burp, pass gas. They don't do none of that. They're not alive. They're artificial persons. They're corporations. Civilist mortals. This is why they didn't want you to have civil rights. was because you were civically dead. Martin Luther King was fighting not to be civil as mortals. He had a point. However, if you would have went for human rights, then civil as mortals would have naturally been added on, just like Malcolm said. But civilly dead, dead in the view of the law. This is why talking about black means death in law. Many had a problem with that. But here it is, civil as mortals, based on, on law. It says civically dead, dead in the view of the law. Mortus. Even the word more is in there, which symbolizes black. Civilist mortus. The condition of one who has lost his civil rights and capacities and is accounted dead in the law. Razor versus razor. He's dead. But not only is he dead and he's an artificial person, he's a dummy. That's right, you big dummy. 
That's my Red Fox voice. Old school. Dummy. A noun. Shit, they even made dummy a noun. Not an adjective. A noun. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. You big dummy. <laughs> One who holds legal title for another. A straw man. Hackstan versus Wiskiski. It says one who holds legal title for another, a straw man. So a straw man is a dummy. Well, that man is, that that helps you explain the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy met the straw man on the Yellow Brick Road, the Scarecrow. He was looking for a brain. He was a big dummy. Dummy is also an adjective. And look what dummy means: a sham, make believe. Pretended imitation. Wow, hold up. That sounds very reminiscent to color in appearance, semblance, or similar chrome, as distinguished from that which is real. So if something isn't real, then it means that it must be what? Fake. A prim facie or apparent right. It appears to be right, but obviously it isn't. So it's legal, but it's not lawful. Hence, a deceptive appearance, a plausible apparent assumed exterior, concealing a lack of reality, a disguise or pretext. Well, damn, that, that's, that's deep. Because Dummy says it's a sham, which we just finished reading was also a fright. Remember? Straw man, a fright. Third party, a fright, a sham, make-believe, pretended imitation as respect based on four predicating liability on parent corporation for acts of subsidiary agency agency adjunct adjunct branch instrumentality dummy buffer and tool now you know the Europeans you know the uh, you know the white guys you know they always say oh you such a tool Billy <laughs> a tool well a tool as it says here is a dummy the big dummy. And all means very much the same thing. So, dummy, civilist motus, artificial persons, strong man, strongest homo, act, and negro. All of it. Big dummy. Black's Law Dictionary, 7th edition. Well, I'll be damned. Look at it. Natural person is indigenous. Woo! Hold up. Well, let's go back to artificial persons. Here it is. Artificial person, person created and devised by mankind laws, human laws, for the purposes of society and government as distinguished from natural persons. So distinguished means that is opposite of so artificial person is the opposite of natural person. So we looked up natural persons in the seventh edition, and it says natural person is indigenous, native, the original, or natural inhabitant of a country, of or related to birth, natural child. Within the word indigenous is the word gene, which means to give birth or freeborn, unlike the word native, which refers to one's residence. Indigenous refers to one's direct ethnicity, 
This is why we like the word natural person slash indigenous. According to Western Student Dictionary International Encyclopedia, edition states that a native is born or produced in a regional country in which one lives indigenous or, or pertaining to one's birth or to its place or circumstances, natural rather than acquired, inborn of or pertaining to original inhabitants usually apply to non-European peoples. Because European peoples are not native or indigenous anywhere on planet Earth. <laughs> From a test tube. They was made. That's what the word Tamahu means, created man. And the word Tamahu goes back to ancient Kemetic, Tamarian, Egyptian. It's right on the walls. Tamahu means created man. He was created. So he's not native or indigenous anywhere on the planet. And no, he did not come from no outer space. He's not a he, he he's not an extraterrestrial in that sense. Yes. Let's look at natural person, a human being. Oh, snap. So a natural person is a human being. Oh, that goes back to what I just finished reading about that Goyim. It says literally Goyim. All right? It says monster, a human being by birth, but in some parts resembling a lower animal. All right? Goy. Goyim. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, reason why you can't be seen as a natural person or a indigenous person is because they had to make you artificial with the names in all caps, but when you take back your indigenous rights or your indigenous status and your indigenous rights, your natural rights, as a natural person, you now become a human being, as Malcolm spoke of. No longer a three-fifth person, civilist more twos, dead in the eyes of the law. Now you become in full life, as it says here, continuing in both physical and civil existence. That is neither actually dead nor civilist more twos. So see, they know that they can make you dead on paper. Because why would they say neither actually dead? So they know they can make you dead in the law. Doublets more twos. So instead, you want to be in full life, five-fifths, or one whole person, a natural person, a human being, as opposed to artificial or fictitious person, such as corporations. The phrase natural person does not include corporate entities, but the phrase person without qualification may or may not include artificial persons, depending on the context. Thus, the phrase, no person in the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause has been held to include natural and artificial persons. But the same phrase, no person in the 5th Amendment Privilege Against Self-Incrimination Clause has been held to include only natural persons and not corporations since the privilege is personal and may not be asserted by an artificial person. But yet, it's still a privilege. Barron's third edition, Barron's Lord um, Dictionary, third edition. One to what's the seventh edition? New Collegiate um, Dictionary, Indigenous, Natives, 
Indo, all right, which means in, within, produce, growing, or living naturally in a particular regional environment, inborn, innate, see, synonym, see, native. So, Supreme Court of Colorado has ruled Colorado Anti-Discrimination Commission versus Case 380, natural rights means what? If you're a natural person, then you must have natural rights. What it says, natural rights are what? Inherited rights. You see how you just began? You see how um, you're no longer a monster, which means, remember, the monster has no inheritable rights and no inheritable blood. But now you've made yourself a flesh and blood being once again. You now have become Dorothy, and you have now been wished back into the world of black and white. All right? That's what Trump means by making America great again, where we're just black and white. <laughs> You've been wished back into black and white. All right? Natural rights, inherited rights, and liberties are not the creatures of constitutional provisions either at the national or state level. The inherited human freedoms with which mankind is endowed or antecedent to all earthly governments, rights that cannot be repealed or restrained by human law. Well, hold up. That means that that's the reason why you can't be an artificial person, which all persons created. Now, the persons were created. Now, listen to what artificial persons mean. It says persons created and devised by human laws for the purposes of society and government. But here, here, you cannot be. For one who has inherited rights, which is recognized and has natural rights and recognized as a natural being, natural person, indigenous, have rights that cannot be repealed or restrained by human laws. Rights derived from the great legislator of the universe. Thus, the only way the government will contract with you is if you waive your inedible or unalienable rights and agree to be under their jurisdiction. That's the only way. If you from now till forever that they have no jurisdiction and that you will and that you will repeal, you will win your case. Cause the whole thing is like at the end of the movie of the Wizard of Oz. When they went looking in the Emerald City, they found Oz, the great Oz. Found out he was a little man behind a curtain. It's bluff. That's what they got is bluff. Kangaroo courts. That's all it is. Bluff. If you keep fighting for your indigenous rights, your human rights, your natural rights, and you say that you're not a citizen of the United States, that you're not a big dummy, and you're not under their jurisdiction, then you will win. Morals are based on the principle that every person sovereign. We have sovereign rights to our own lives, the right to make our own choices, the right to control our own lives, to make our own important decisions, to be in control of our own bodies, to own property, to have opinions, to express those opinions. It's about my life, my choice, my thoughts, my body, my property, my spirituality, 
my friends, my families, my lovers, my groups, my hobbies, my mistakes, my responsibilities, my survival, my appearance, my identity. I own it. It is mine to control. It is the ownership of oneself. So we know when we look in the Blasto Dictionary, we look under free white person. It's referred to in the Naturalization Act as amended by Acts July 14, 1870, as meaning naturally given to it when first used in first statute 103, C3, meaning all persons belonging to the European races, then commonly counted as white, and those descendants, including such descendants in other countries to which they have my, um, immig- um, immigrated. So, European races, you would think that the European races would have included only the Europeans, the white, pale Europeans, or so-called black people. That's what you would have thought. However, it includes all European Jews, who are the Hebrews, more or less intermixed with peoples of Celtic, Scandinavian, Tortonic, um, Iberian, Latin, Greek, Slavic descent. It includes Magyar, Lat, Finns, and Basket, and Albanian. It includes the mixed Latins, Celtic, Iberians, and Moorish inhabitants of Spain and Portugal. Right? Remember, Spain and Portugal, they, these are the ones who had to leave from out of Spain and Portugal, 1492. So why would they include them in the Free um, White Persons Act in July the 14th, 1870, here in the United States? Why would Moorish inhabitants of Spain and Portugal be included in a law halfway across the goddamn planet? The mixed Greek, Latins, Phoenicians, or the Canaanites, and North African inhabitants of Sicily, and mixed Slav and Tortoise um, inhabitants of South Russia, it does not include Caucasian race. So the Caucasians is not included in the free white person's definition based on the Naturalization Act of July the 14th, 1870. Nor are the Aryan race. So, so much for them talking about white power. Or Indo-European races. Nor the mixed Indo-Europeans, Dravidian, Semitic, and Mongolian peoples who inhabit Persia. A Syrian of Asiatic birth and descendants will not be entitled to become the naturalized citizen of the United States as being a free white person. So, many say, well, we don't know if that includes us or not. Well, Go to African descent, Black's Law Dictionary. Persons of African nativity of or of African descent within the meaning of the Naturalization Act as amended by Act July the 14th, 1870. Damn, the same damn act. Or members. Here it is. It says, or members of the Negro races of Africa or their descendants by intermixing with races constituting free white persons. So if these Africans mix in with the Moors from out of Spain and Portugal, then they are free white persons. The Negro races referred to being those from which the emancipation slave in the United States descended. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 
Say what? The Negro races refer to being those from which the emancipated slaves in the United States descended. Wow. Sound like um, you finally got your answer about the free white person and if it includes those of African descent. So obviously, why in the hell did slavery take place then? <laughs> well, notice that the 14th Amendment was ratified in 1868, and here it is, two years later, you have the Naturalization Act amended by um, July the 14th, 1870, two years later. White persons. See, you're not a white person, though. You're a free white person of African descent, because you're a Moorish inhabitant, right? Because some Moors did come from Europe, Africa, to America. That's a fact. But here you have white persons. And it says, in Revised Statutes, United States 2169, Naturalization Act, March 26, 1790, right? 1875, members of the white or Caucasian race. So see, free white persons is different than white persons. There's a difference. Because white persons, Caucasians are included in white persons. But they're not included in free white persons because it was them, the Caucasians, the Slavs, in which that was the slaves. Where the word Slav originates from as distinguished from the black, red, yellow, and brown races. Hell, even in the definition that we just read about free white persons, they even said Slavic descent. So even the, the, the Slavics could become free white persons under the Naturalization Act. However, those who wanted to be listed as Caucasians cannot and are not based on the free white person's definition. Another um, 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 applicant for United States citizenship is a white person eligible for citizenship under statute numerating class of peoples entitled, therefore, therefore depends not upon um, ethnological um, classification of groups to which he belongs, but, under, but upon whether members of such groups with characteristics existed in 1790, which statutes were first enacted, were intended by Congress to be classified as white persons. A statute used the word white persons as meaning primarily the European people who constituted the class from which virtually all the immigration to the United States has come and who readily become assimilated into our civilization. All right? And this include, excludes a Hindu, a Mongolian, all right, a native-born Filipino, a native of Afghanistan, an Arab. It has been held, including a Syrian, all right, Armadian, or Armadian, all right. It says in the legislative slave period, persons without admixture of colored blood whatsoever, the actual complexion may be what? Part of the white race, right? In South Africa, persons of European descent, white persons, right? So 
They're also a denizen. Denizen. Denizen in English law is a person who, being an alien born, has obtained, all right, explanation, redress, um, um, regis, letters, patents to make him a English subject, a high and incommunicable um, mutable branch of the royal um, prerogative. A denizen is a kind of middle state between an alien and a natural-born um, subject, natural-born subject, and partakes at the status of both of these. All right? The term is used to signify a person being an alien by birth, has obtained letters, patterns, making him an English subject. The king made denizen, but not naturalized a man. The letter acquires the, um, the con- um, constant of, of parliament as under the Nationalization Act of 1870. Uh-oh, there it is. A denizen holds a position halfway between the alien and the natural born or naturalized subject. Being able to make land by purchase or device, which a alien cannot do until 1870, um, cannot until 1870 do, but not able to take lands by descent, which a natural born or naturalized subject may do. The denizen becomes a British subject from the date of the letter, while a natural born is placed in a position equivalent to that of a natural born subject. The word is also used in a sense in South Carolina of McClanahan and McClanahan. In American law, a dweller, a stranger, admitted to certain rights in a foreign country, or one who lives um, perpetually in a country but is not a native-born citizen. So the Albion are white, denizens. One holding a middle state between an alien and a natural-born citizen subject. One who has some relation to the enemy state to which is lost by the alien presence within the United States. Thus, one who lives and works in Australia in 1938, at the time Germany obtained control of Australia, um, Australian, um, Austrian, um, excuse me, Austria in 1938, at some time Germany obtained control of the Austrian government and continued to live there until leaving from the United States in 1939, at which time he was issued a German pat- um, passport was a denizen of Germany within enemy um, alien act, United States, ex-relations, all right? So government crossed the line whenever, when they limit your personal sovereignty or bridges your rights to control our lives. Examples of when the government crosses the line includes laws that prohibit women from having the same rights and privileges as men. Governments that recognize fictional deities or expressing or expresses a preference for one form of religion over another and establishes a state religion, which they have done with Christianity. Governments that gives um, that gets involved in ending prayer, which they have. Governments that oh, but yet they claim to be Christian, but yet in school prayer. You see the contradiction? Governments that oppress people because of their nationality, religion, creed, disabilities, or etc. Governments that prohibits the legitimate and responsible use of mind-altering substances for the purpose of obtaining religious insight and inspiring creative ideas. 
Governments that put itself or corporations ahead of the needs of the people. All right? Now, remember, for government, which means governor, all right, which comes from the word govern, governor, comes from governor, which means to control. And the word ment is short for mental, which means mind. So the word government itself means mind control. All right? Dilemma versus Bidwell, 182, United States 179. 1900 states that the Constitution is not a physical substance. So the Constitution is not a physical substance. All right? It is in the nature of a grant or power or what would be termed in private law a power of attorney. A real Constitution is a grant or right and power by a sovereign. The sovereign cannot be limited, for he is the source of all law. All law, hence a law. All right, yet, um, Roe versus um, Hopkins, 118, United States 370. So, we're talking about the alleged um, amendment, 14th Amendment, that's supposed to have been passed in um, July the 9th, 1868, where it says all persons born and naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof, or citizens of the United States and of the state within, where uh, we're in, they reside, no state shall make or enforce any laws which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property within due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the law, right? So, this is what we're looking at here, and for some reason, um, trying to mess with my um, information here, make sure that everything is still on. Y'all still see the screen? Okay. All right. Just making sure because um, it just finished saying that I was having a problem. All right. So we look at privilege. Right, privilege is a um, special legal right, exemption or immunity um, granted to a person or a class of persons, um, an exception to a duty, all right, um, legal, of or relating to law, falling within the providence of, um, province of law, establishing or requiring or permitted by law. So legal is not lawful necessarily because it might not even be required or permitted by law, something that's legal. Lawful, of or relating to law as opposed to equity. All right, grant, to give or confer something with or without compensation, to formally transfer real property by deed or other right unwritten or written, all right, or writings, to give permission or to agree to, to approve, warrant, or order a request, motion, etc. As you can see by the 14th Amendment, you are United States citizens that want to take that, that title who fall under the jurisdiction of the federal government and the federal government grants you your so-called unalienable rights. But they're not actually unalienable. These are privileges, completely contradicting the Declaration of Independence, which is one of the four constitutions. Rules of Association, the Articles of Declaration, or the Declaration of Independence, the um, Articles um, of Conf um, Confederation, and right, the Articles of Confederation, as well as also the Constitution for the United States of America. There's four constitutions. The Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. 
and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, depriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. All right? In other words, the governed, right, from the consent of the governed, the governed of the sovereign, endowed by their creator under certain unalienable rights. Endowed. Endowed means what? To provide with property, income, or a source of income, to equip or supply with talent or quality, um, quality um, nature, endow you with a beautiful singing voice, to imagine or having a usually, or usually a favorable trait or quality, endow the family pet with human intelligence, all right? The philosophy idea of a creator is the idea of an absolute higher authority, all right, or highest authority. This authority endowed you with unalienable rights. So that, so why are you asking the state for permission to exercise them? And the state take on um, something which is called a license and give you the privilege to do something in which that will otherwise be illegal. If you don't have your license, then that's illegal. If your car not registered, then that's illegal. If you don't have insurance, that's illegal. If you don't have on your seatbelt, that's illegal. If you're speeding, that's illegal. Then why the hell you make a car to go um, um go go um 160 goddamn miles an hour? But yet got the damn sign that says 60. <laughs> it's because you are less than a human, or at least something pertaining to you is. Remember, the slaves were considered to be animals and less than human, even after slaves were free. When two Free slaves got married to be considered, it was called animal husbandry. The newly free slaves did not have the same citizenship status as everyone else, even though the fourth, even though the Declaration of Independence said that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Well, goddamn, obviously somebody can't see too damn well. The 14th Amendment freed them, and the 14th Amendment charted out their citizenship status. To secure their rights, governments are instituted among men, depriving their just power from the consent of the governed. Notice the word consent. To consent means to make a contract, and the contract makes the law. You have willingly, yet unknowingly, diminished your political status by contracting with the state and placing yourself under the 14th Amendment jurisdiction. You have a birth certificate. You have contracted with the state. You have a driver license. You contracted with the state. If you're a registered voter, you contracted with the state. If you have a gun permit, you contracted with the state. You are marriage um, license, you are contracted with the state. The idea of capitis um, dementu to as having a straw man is a merely a symptom of the 14th Amendment. You do not have a right to do something if you have to ask for permission. You have a privilege. Stop asking for permission and just do it. The sovereign technically has unalienable rights, the unalienable rights, not constitutional rights. We all call them constitutional rights, but they are not. They are unalienable rights, unalienable rights, secured by constitution, states, and federal. All of them took their oath to the constitution to uphold the constitution, right? The judge, the DA, district, which is the district attorney. The clerk, the sheriff, the police officers, everybody. The basis of all inalienable rights or unalienable rights is established in the Declaration of Independence that we just read. 
This document very clearly states that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Look for the mention of God and unalienable rights in the Constitution, and you will not find them. It's in the Declaration of Independence. All right? It's in the Declaration of Independence. Right? Convinced that it is the unalienable rights of all our people to control your own destiny. We're swaying to the Constitution. Now, this is what Malcolm X said now. This is Malcolm X saying this. Convinced, convicted, all right? Convinced, excuse me, convinced that it is the unalienable rights of all our people to control our own destiny. We're swaying that the Charter of the United Nations the United Declaration of Human Rights, the Constitution of the United States, and the Bill of Rights are the principles in which we believe and that these documents, if put into practice, represents the essence of mankind's hope and good intentions. So we must take that, take it out of the hands of the United States government. And the only way we can do this is by internationalizing it and take advantage of the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights the United Nations Charter on Human Rights. And on that ground, bring it into the United Nations before the whole body where and we can indict Uncle Sam for the continued criminal injustices that our people experiences experience in this government. Malcolm X said that. So you need to learn how to do your reclamation process, which should include nationality cards, which is your identification on hard plastic stock, um, picture, lamination with watermark, colors, security marks, et cetera, et cetera. Two, affidavit of nationality. Three, affidavit of de- declaration of status or what is called citizenship. Four, affidavit of truth, affidavit of facts, affidavit of revoking power of attorney, affidavit of common law name correction, affidavit of common law non-taxpayer forms and witnesses, affidavit of denial of corporate status, affidavit of baptismal record or live plain birth. All right, we don't like to use the word citizenship. We say declaration of national, affidavit of declaration of national status, right? So these are the 10 essential maximums, all right, on on precepts in commercial law, right? So why should you have, why should you do your nationality? Well, it's real simple. Not only did Malcolm um, start leaning towards that and understanding that information, but you should too, especially if you're saying that, oh, Malcolm is my hero. Oh, man, Malcolm is who inspired me. Well, I was reading Malcolm, the autobiography of Malcolm X at age 12. Read it three times back to back. It was one of the greatest books that I've ever read. But in commerce, truth is sovereign. In commerce, truth is sovereign. So how you express truth? Truth is expressed in the form of an affidavit. We told you all that. So we told you this already. Matter of fact, we did a video two weeks ago called Truth is expressed in the form of an affidavit. <laughs> an unrebutted affidavit stands as truth in commerce. Butted affidavit becomes the judgment in commerce. I'm not going to go through all of them. Those right there should explain it. So no judge, no court, no judge can overturn or disregard or abrogate someone's affidavit of truth. The only one who has a capacity or right or responsibility of knowledge to reboot to um, rebuke, um, rebuke the, um, your affidavit of truth is the one who is adversely affected by it. It's his job, his right, his responsibility to speak for himself, issue his own affidavit, because no one can speak it for him. No one else can 
know what the truth is or has full will responsibility to state it. This is your job. All right? This is your job. You're supposed to be able to state the truth. Right? This is what sovereigns do. One who possesses supreme authority is a sovereign, chief, or highest supreme or supreme in power, supreme in position to all others, independent of and unlimited by any other. Webster's Collegiate Dictionary. All right? More. What is a more? A more officer in the aisles of man who summons the court for several shreddings or sheddings. Sheddings is money. The more summons the court. Not the court, the more. But the more summons the court. And when the more goes, he gets money. And the office is similar to the English bailiff of 100. That means one more is worth 100 bailiffs. That means 100 sheriffs. And the reason why, because they use the term bailiff. Bailiff comes and originates from the word bay. Bay, which means earth ruler, landlord. Governor, Bay is one of the nobility titles. It's one of the tribal names, as Prophet Obadjali called it. The straw man is the slave to the system, but the sovereign is not. A sovereign is exempt from suit, not because of any formal conception or obsolete theory, but on the legal and practical grounds that there can be no legal right as against the authority that makes the law on which the right depends. This is Kawanak on Kadao versus Polyblank. All right? It is the doctrine of the common law that the sovereign cannot be sued in his own court without consent. Oh, to go consent again. Remember, consent is contract. So when you go to court, ask them for the original contract. This is Siren, um, 74, United States, 152, 1968. No action can be taken against a sovereign in the non-constitutional court of either the United States or the state courts, or any such action is considered a crime of barbarity. Barbarity is an offense at common law. State versus Batson. According to Blackstone Dictionary, land. Right? You want to know how to get back the land? Well, you first have to become it. <laughs> That's how you first get back the land. You become the land. And the word more is embedded inside the definition of land. Land in its most general sense comprehends any ground, soil, or earth whatsoever as fields, moors, postures, metals, on postures, woods, moors, waters, marshes, furs, and heath. Land is the foundation of nationality, and the name more symbolizes the birth ties or heritage, as we said earlier. In international law, Negro, Blacks, and Colleges, in the said United States of America are listed as stateless, i.e. landless. Civilist mortus, Negroes. So you want to be, so you talking about land, getting land, buying land. Nigga, you got to become the land. By becoming the land, now you have something to stand on. Otherwise, you're stateless, without a state or political community, destitute of state or ceremonial dignity. Nationality, the quality or characteristic which arises from the fact of a person belonging to a nation or a state. Nationality determines the political status of the individual, especially with regards or references to allegiance. While domicile determines his civil status. Nationality arises from birth 
by birth or by nationalization. According to sovereignty, nationality is also used as opposed to territoriality for the purposes of of distinguishing the cases as a nation having no national territory, such as, i.e., or e.g., the Jews or Jewish people. The Jewish people was called a nation, yet they didn't even belong to a nation until they went in and stole the Palestinian land, which they tried first in Uganda to hot form there. Make it hot. So we are the true Americans by definition. Webster Universal Dictionary, 1936-1937, states American, Aboriginal, or one of the various copper-colored natives found on the American continent by the Europeans, the original application of the name. It goes further into telling you the original application of the name is. It is Maru. 1937 tells you that. American, an Aboriginal, one of the various copper-colored natives found on the American continent by the descent of the European settlers. The following is the original application of the name Maru. There it is. Maru, the original copper-colored natives. There it is. You hold up an old penny by Lincoln and compare it next to your skin. There it is. That's the copper penny. That's the red penny that they keep talking about. Maru the, means the guardian of, according to the teachings of Patao Tap, the oldest book in the world, by Asa G. Hilliard, the third Boule member. He gave you the secret. Mer, which is short for Meru, means the guardian of. So Meru means the guardian of. Mer is the M, is the letter, um, um, the letter M is the owl. The Ru, R U, is the mouth of Ra, as you see to the right. Put together, Meru. Stolen Legacy. George C. James, he tells you. In the 8th century AD, the Moors, natives of Mauritania, North Africa, invaded Spain and took with them the Egyptian culture, which they had preserved. Knowledge in the ancient days was centralized, i.e., it belongs to a common parent or system, i.e., the wisdom teachings or mysteries of Egypt. Ancient mysteries are called Herbach, the light teachings. Maru, or more. Talamor still, the title of a high priest of Anu. This was found or um, seen, um, um, my wife and I went to the British Museum, and it is found there. You can find it, it still goes back to 500 B.C., the 200 um, um, 2401 BC. All right. So we understand, all right, that we are the indigenous people. There's no doubt about it. All right. The Omex been here over 5,000 years ago in the Americas. All right. Now, look, this is. Melinda Lawson, full-blooded Choctaw Indian. This is how the Choctaws look. This is Chief, all right, Um, by Chief Philip Martin, Choctaw Band of Indians, Mississippi Choctaw Band of Indians. Look at the Afro, all right? We was here. We are the indigenous people. There's no doubt about it. We are the indigenous people. 
even the free women of color, as we went over colored, but look up in Black Star Dictionary, it says the term up to the time of the Civil War applies to all persons not of the white race, including Indians. So all these women that you just seen, regardless of if you say that they were black, they were just Indians, the definition of free women of color includes Indians. All right? Includes Indians. So they was all people of color. And that's what happened. This is how they made all people of color and put us under the term colored people by the 1930s and then by the 1960s, black people. By the 1990s, African Americans. The Trojan Tears is the apocryphal uh, moment, not only in Cherokee history, but we know that in the Creek history as well. Right? These are Algonquin women. Look at them. These are our brothers and sisters. Nowadays, you see them walking up and down the street, and you can't tell. Only thing you would say, damn, she's fine. That's all the brothers would be able to say. But you couldn't say if she was so-called black, as long as she looked colored and melanated, that's all you need to know. Treaty with the Creek. These are in books, right? Indigent. Indigent. It says, sprung from the land as a noun, a native, literally inborn. See, indigenous. Architonis. Native, indigenous. 1845, from Oxitan. Plus us, or us, us. So you go to the Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People or Inter-American Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People, um, the draft from 1995. It says Indigenous people. It says in the Declaration, Indigenous people are those who embody historical continuity with societies um, um, with, um, which existed prior to the conquest of their territories by Europeans. Two as well as peoples brought involuntarily to the new world who freed themselves and reattached the culture from which they've been torn. Now, that includes those who was already here, 85% of your ancestry to 95% of your to 92% of your ancestry was already here. Only about 8 to 15% of your ancestry was brought from Africa. All right, based on the best estimates that we can get. If you need further information, go to um, the video that I did last week, um, slave, um, slavery, and um, slave slavery. Go to that la- um, video from last week. But here it is. Self-identification as indigenous or tribal shall be regarded as fundamental criteria for determining the groups in which that the provision of this declaration applies. So you have to self-identify yourself as being indigenous. So it says that we freed ourselves, but I thought, oh, Abraham Lincoln freed you. And to the left, supposed to be Abraham Lincoln's father. Some say that this is actually the real Abraham Lincoln. Some say that this is Abraham Lincoln's father. I care not to debate about it. What I do know is that Abraham Lincoln supposedly freed you. But I do know this too, is that Abraham Lincoln cartoon nicknamed him Abraham Africanus, the first. All right, Abraham Lincoln was our so-called 16th president from 1861 to 1865. In Herdin's book entitled The Hidden Lincoln, he states that Thomas Lincoln could not have been Abraham Lincoln's father because he was sterile from childhood, mumps, and was later castrated. Well, that obviously means that there's no possible way that could have happened, could he? So that means old Nancy, nasty-ass Hank. 
All right. Abraham Lincoln's mom had to have had sex. And it is said that she had sex with this man here to the left. All right. His name is Douglas. Allegedly. Now, Lincoln presidential opponents of 1860 made a cartoon drawing depicting him as a Negro and nicknamed him Abraham Africanus the first. And that's a good ass um, cartoon too. It appeared in David Borders' book, Ordeal of the Presidency. Jay Rogers in his book, Sex, Race, uh, Sex and Race, Volume 1. Lincoln's mother, Nancy Hanks, as um, saying that Abraham Lincoln was the illegitimate son of an African man. All right? Well, this might be the African man that they're talking about right here. All right? Old Dougie Fresh himself. Lincoln's law partner said that Lincoln had a very dark skin, coarse hair, and that his mother was from an Ethiopian, and that his mother was from an Ethiopian tribe. So old Nancy, Nancy Hanks, she was Ethiopian. Based on this information, so we know that Abraham Lincoln definitely was a Moor, whether he got it from his African father or he got it from his Ethiopian tribal mother. And, and this is from the Library of Congress. So now we get to the Gullah Wars, because the Gullah Wars from 1739 to 1858 is what put the scunion on that damn cracker's ass. Like, this is really what happened. The Gullah Wars, the real war that ended slavery, otherwise known as the Seminole Wars, or the 100 Years War. All right? Three myths of the freeing of the slaves. Myth one, there was some slave rebellion, not any black, big black military resistance. That's a lie. Myth two, any slaves who wanted freedom fled north to be granted freedom. That's a lie. We fought and won. Myth three, the African... The, excuse me, the American Civil War was the primary event to end chattel slavery. Well, we know that's a lie because slavery is still going on today, as I may mention on in the um, as I may mention of in the beginning of this lecture. What were the Gullah Wars? Well, the Gullah Wars was a series of battles, revolts, and rebellions led by so-called Seminoles or the Yamasi. All right. The Seminoles were not a real Native American tribe. This is at least what they told you, but that's bullshit. They were, right? The Seminoles were the Gullah Geechee, so-called Black Africans, who allied who aligned with the free and with the First Nations Native Americans, right? But they also the Seminoles was also the Yamasee tribe. Right? You had the Seminoles, the Gullah Geechee, and the Yamasi. All of them fought back. Same people that fought back, just different names. The meaning behind the word Gullah, Seminole, supposedly equals runaway. Maroon, the color of the Seminole's mascot, equals fugitive. But we, know, but we also know that the word Maroon actually um, is the word Moor. The Maroons. Moors. Gullah equals black Africans. The word, the very word gutter, right? The very word gutter derived from the word gullah means Africans or black. This is what they're telling you, right? But the sentence, it says sentence, he, he is one gutter-ass nigga, right? Everybody heard that saying before. Supposedly come from the word guller, 
right? So Gullah Geechee. Yeah, Islam, peace. What's going on? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Truth behind the Emancipation Proclamation was a stage event to hide the Gullah agenda for self-liberation. The Africans whom were shipped here from Africa was forced into Angola's Saxon New World Order but in the process, band together in an effort to kill, crush, and destroy white supremacy. Now you may, now may the Gullah Wars begin. So in 1739, which was the same year in which that um, the guy just finished talking about, all right, Zephaniah just finished talking about his family um, um, still up in the mountains um, in Jamaica called the Maroons, the Moors. The Stono Rebellion. 1739, the same year that he just made mention of. No coincidence, South Carolina was about to pass the Security Act requiring white settlers to acquire more guns and ammunition to prevent the slave uprising. 20 slaves went to a local store, stocked up on guns and ammo. They killed the shopkeeper and began the Stono, um, Stono um, Rebellion. The slaves started marching and others joined, started marching and others joined them as they cried liberty killing white slave owners and their families and destroying their properties and settlements. After which South Carolina passed the Negro Act, refuting their fights of slaves in the Carolinas. 1812, battle with the state militia, South Carolina. Now, who was this in um, the Negro Act in the Carolinas, right? 1812, the battle was the state militia, South Carolina. At the time, Spain was at war with America for land in Florida, Spanish-American War. The Spanish armed the Gullah and provided the Gullah with military training to defend their own independence and fight Afri- and free African towns. The first black town in North America was called Garcia Real de Santa Teresa de Mos. Or Mosi. It was recognized by the Spanish under the Spanish Lieutenant General Montanano in 1738. This place was free for the Gullahs to have land and receive military training. 1814, the Battle of Horseshoe, Andrew Jackson defended, defeated the Native American Creek Federation and posed to the Native Americans the Treaty of Fort Jackson that stole the Native Americans' land. So Chief um, Sacrifoca um, led the thousands of his troops to Florida to Italy with the Gullah Nation. General, check this out now. General Thomas Jessup stated, right, because actually it was during the French War, all right, because he said this is the French Indian War. He says, throughout my operations, I found the Negroes, the active and determined warriors, and during the conferences with the Indian chiefs, I ascertained that they exercised an almost controlling influence over them. This was, this you may be assured is not, is, is a Negro and not an Indian war. So the French and Indian war was not Indians. It was 
the Gullah Nation with those darker-skinned allies, all right? Native Americans, indigenous people. So the Africans who came here 400 years ago and the indigenous people that was already here, all Africans just from different periods of time fought against this cracker. 1816, the Battle of Negro Fort. Negro Fort was constructed by the British, but was ran and operated by the Gullah. All right? Andrew Jackson ordered Colonel Glitch to destroy Negro Fort. After destroying Negro Fort, Andrew Jackson ordered the capture and torture of the Gullah leaders and enslavement of the black captives. This became the turning point of Gullah military strategy. The Gullah leaders that um, escaped vowed to never use the British fighting strategy or centralize on warfare again, all right? In, in other words, you know how the British always show you in the damn, how they always show you the British in the movie, them fool just damn going forward and running and um into battle. <laughs> they playing the drum and shit, you know what I'm saying, and walking into battle. No damn strategy, no no damn um ploy, no hiding behind trees, um in ditches, none of that. All right? This is how this is how they dumbasses used to battle and they taught um the gullah how to do that and the gullah was like, oh fuck that. We ain't doing that shit no more. That's over. Right? So the gullah leaders that escaped vowed to never use the British fighting strategy or centralized warfare again. Instead, they decided to use the old traditional strategies of guerrilla warfare, which meant luring the in, um, enemy into strange areas and ambushing the enemy. Right? The forest, the fields, the swamp. Because the Gullah had the advantage, advantage since they knew the land better. This is called decentralized warfare. Right? 1818, the Battle of Sewanee. The land along the Sewanee River was occupied by both the Gullah and Native American colonies. Andrew Jackson went to them, to these settlements, and hoped to terrorize and invade these colonies. All right? Col- um, colonials. The Gullah and Native American warriors took to the swamp where they inflicted heavy damage to Andrew Jackson's troops. Andrew Jackson and his troops were defeated by the Gullah, but Andrew Jackson falsely claimed the victory. While the Gullah and the Native American um, or indigenous Aborigines warriors were fighting in the swamps, Andrew Jackson and the troops went to the Gullah settlement and killed the women and children. This was the only victory Andrew Jackson won at the Battle of Sewanee the killing of women and children of the Gullah. 1822, the Vesey conspiracy. You know that he got turned in by a nigga too, just like Nat Turner and Gabriel Prosser. The resistance has grown completely out of control of the United States government from Charleston, South Carolina, which is most of the South, almost all of the slaves joined and became active in the massive slavery boats. Now, how, now if slaves couldn't get off the plantation, how the hell did all of them join it? What the whites did not consider was every time they captured and enslaved a free color warrior, the free color warrior would go back to the plantation and spread their knowledge of the resistance to the new slaves. Gullah Jack was a enslaved veteran of the Gullah Wars. He spread his own knowledge of the Gullah Wars to Denmark Vesey conspiracy. This rebellion was to be spread by Denmark Vesey and the Lieutenant Poya, and that 9,000 slaves were planning to revolt until Cowardly slaves went back to the white settlers telling them of these revolts, and the slaves were either executed or sold to other plantations. Sell out ass niggas. 
the Dates Massacre, 1835, otherwise known as the Victory of the King Fort Relief. This victory was recorded as a massacre, not a battle, was to hide the fact that it was a legitimate military victory for the Gullah people. 1835, the Battle of the um, Wichlokoshi River. This is another defeat for the white settlers. This battle um, forced General Gaines and his um, soldiers to leave Florida. All right? It was Abraham, a so-called black Seminole leader in the Second Seminole War, 1835 to 1842. The Indians called him, all right, this is what the Indians called him now. This, they gave him the title, the Suan Nafi, right? The Tuscan Nuki, a title indicating membership of his highest of the three ranks of war leaders. He was wearing typical Seminole dress and holding a rifle, right? So of the gullahs that escaped from the rice plantation in South Carolina and Georgia, they built their own settlement on the Florida frontier, fought a series of wars to preserve their freedom, and were scattered across North America. They had played a significant role in America's history, but has never received the recognition they deserve. Some gullah slaves managed to escape from southern, um, from coastal South Carolina and Georgia, south into Florida peninsula, um, peninsula. And in 1800s, Florida was a vast tropical um, wild wilderness covered with jungles and malaria-written swamps. The Spanish claimed Florida, but they used it only as a buffer between um, British colonies and their own settled territories further south. They wanted to keep Florida as a dangerous um, wilderness frontier, so they offered a refuge. So they offered a refuge to escape slaves and renegade Indians for neighboring um, South um, Carolina and Georgia. So here you have the Spaniards helping. Now remember, some of the Spaniards were Moors. The Moors came from out of Spain and Portugal. Here you have some of the Spaniards helping the so-called slaves, African brothers and sisters, as well as, so when they keep talking about the Moors sold the slaves out, sold Africans out and enslaved them. Hmm, interesting. Why here we have the Spaniards, you know what I'm saying, who would obviously be Moors, help the Native Americans, the Aboriginal indigenous Moors who was here, right? So we're talking about the Spaniard Moors, the indigenous Aboriginal Moors here, as well as the African Moors from out of Africa. They all three had a place in Florida. The Gullahs were establishing their own free settlements in the Florida wilderness by at least 1700s, by the late 1700s. They built separate villages and thatched houses surrounded by fields of corn and swamp rice, and they maintained friendly relationship with the mixed population of, of um, refugee Indians. In time, the two groups came to view themselves as part of the same loosely organized tribe in which Blacks held important, important positions of leadership. The Gullahs adopted Indian clothing, while the Indians acquired a taste for rice. All right? So 1837, the battles of Lake Okeechobee. General Taylor claimed the battle as a victory for the United States when it was the Gullah warriors and the Native Americans who already fled from Florida to spread the Gullah resistance to the other parts of America. The slavery ended because free black men was 
fighting for their freedom and the whites could solidify slavery, therefore making the end of slavery to be illegal to stop the attack from the Gullah. The war that truly ended cattle slavery was the Gullah Wars. It goes back to what we just finished reading, that the United Nations specifically stated that it says, as well as the peoples brought involuntarily to the new world who freed themselves. We freed ourselves. Our African brothers and sisters freed themselves, ourselves. Right? That's how this happened. So we have the right to declare our nationality. Right? Look how long these wars fought. We fought these wars. Right? And it would have still been going on. We fought the war from 1738 to 1858. All right? And actually, there was more wars coming by 1863. It wasn't ending. We wanted to go further out west to get more people, to get more um, brothers and sisters that would have um, fought against this cracker. That's what we did. That's what you just finished reading. All right, so um, we're going to end um, joint for tonight, and I'm um, appreciate everybody um, checking it out, and hopefully the Gullah Wars information um, helps some as far as showing you how um, we all one people. All right. Any questions? Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I thank you. Thank you. You said why they call it Mount Rushmore? I mean, um, I believe the guy's name was Rushmore who um, designed the um, four faces on the mountain. So therefore, they actually named um, after the designer um, of the rock um, carver. Um, you know, for that. So, you know, of course you can, you know, that's simple information. You can look that up yourself, you know, as far as that's concerned on why they call it that. But we speculate that it had to be named after the individual who actually designed it. Anything else? All right. Um, We appreciate everybody for um, checking us out. All right. All right, peace. Yeah, I tell you, watch the east.